Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of the Financial Answer Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Nathan Nathan and I. Nathan and I, as we talk about (laughs) investing finance and retirement. What's going on, my friend? Uh, Hopefully you can talk better than me. I am my Ken Mark, so it should be okay. So, <laughs> no, I'm, it's, uh, it's I'm excited about the show today. We got some we got some great uh, stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Biden a little bit. And some executive, yeah, so, yeah. Some some of the things that he's put in place here, and and all the executive orders, and just uh, make people either super happy or super frustrated. Yeah, well, we won't talk about all of them because I think there was like 33 of them in oh, the first yeah. week. Um, but I just I had a couple that we pulled out that were you know that could have some financial ramifications. Uh, so I thought we would get your take on that a little yeah, bit. We'll try to keep good. this apolitical and just more economical, right. yeah, uh, if we right. can do so. But I, and I'm sure that we can. So we'll cover some of this stuff and just you know hopefully we can kind of shine some light on some things that may or may not happen. And that's the thing; it's all still speculative. These are, I mean, yeah, some of these executive orders have been put in place, but some of this other stuff is still kind of pending. So we'll see how it plays out and what ripples it may or may not cause. So yeah. as I mentioned, uh, he's done about 33 or so, I think, in the first week. But on the first day, it was around 17 or something like that. And we'll go through a couple of the ones and just kind of get your take on it. The first one was the moratorium on evictions. Uh, that's yeah. something that was already in place, right, yeah. from Trump and his administration. That's right. That's uh, right. They're extending this to March. So basically, you right. can't get that's evicted right. if you're having trouble you know, paying your rent. That's right. Um, but what about the folks that are renting from somebody who, like let's say for our li- listening demographic, if you are using a rental property as part of your portfolio yeah. and someone is trying to rent from you, they don't have to, they can't pay rent. You also can't evict them, but does the bank care that you can't make your mortgage? <laughs> I mean, is there, what's the deal there? That's the thing. You know, I think it's probably on a case by case basis. You know, if, okay. you, if you've got a fantastic relationship with your bank and you've dealt with them a long time, which a lot of property owners do, mm-hmm. you know, they've got that. So they understand the situation. Most banks will work with people, but I mean, also it comes to a point to where like, you know, you got to think about the big mega banks that are out there. They have thousands and thousands of people, you know, property owners in this situation. Can they afford to do that? You know, maybe they want to, but can they afford to do that? So, you know, they've got to think about their bottom line as well. So it just ends up being kind of a big mess, you know? So, you know, a lot of this stuff comes back to FHA loans and how it's tied to those. And that's, you know, that's how these moratoriums, you can, you know, you don't have to worry about those. Yeah, I think the foreclosures is protected on the federal ones, right? Yeah, it is. It is. That's right. So it can end up being a really big mess and, you know, a big issue for renters, property owners and banks. And so it's... Yeah. And that's the interesting point I wanted to kind of bring up with that because I, I, you know, sometimes what we do, I mean, well, I should say what politicians do is they make a lot of rules 
And maybe they're thinking them all the way through. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's more right. lawyer than it is economist. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like, you know, there are still people. I get it. We don't want to kick anybody out on the street. But at the no, same they time. Can't, they can't help this. You know, no, they can't help like, it. That's but right. It, you know, would they, would, would both parties have a choice if the bank came along and said, well, hey, the mortgage is not being paid. So, you know, the renter's <laughs> kicked out and the homeowner yeah. loses the house. I mean, there's, yeah. there's possibilities in a lot of ways. So that's the thing. You know, I don't care what political party it, the bill comes from. If there's a new law, you know, most of the time it's thought of as favorable for the topic that it has, you know, right. so the certain thing, it's really favorable for that. But we just don't look at, or we just can't know even the ramifications for everything else that, Im- that it impacts. Yeah. And so yeah. there's, you know, that's the way when you look back through history with government laws and government changes on things, that's what we see is just, yeah, it, it looked good at the beginning, but man, that, that turned out to be ugh, just terrible. Yeah. You know, very in that true situation. So, um, yeah, frustrating, frustrating but, for sure. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to another one here. Um, so we went from initially, uh, doing uh, everybody gets college for free to ten thousand dollars <laughs> off of the bill, which is still uh, apparently on the table. Now they're just right now for they're just continuing again what Trump already had in place about the executive order to pause the student loan interest. Uh, now that they've extended it through September, yeah, September. Um, that's right. I, I, here's my take on this, I suppose, because this is what we're doing in our own family. If you are, you know, whether it's your debt, your kids' debt, you know, for their own college or whatever the case is, do we still maybe want to make payments if we can because yes. hey we're chipping away at the oh, principal. Yes, absolutely. That's right. And so that's the best way to look at it is now it's not earning interest against that loan. So, so knock just, it down, right? Yeah. I mean even if you have to pay less, you know, let's say your payment's three hundred a month and you need to do, you know, two hundred because things are tight or whatever sure, at this right. point. Yeah, yeah. Just pay something on it, you know? So do that and, <laughs> and you know, while during this time and I mean, you're talking nine months, basically. There, that, yeah. uh, that it's like you when we'd all go to Best thing. Buy, right? When we were when we were trying to get started, we go to Best Buy and <laughs> get one card, of those eighteen yeah. month things. You that's, buy a new TV. Right. Yeah, um, I remember being like in my twenties, right, and going. I was like, I really want a home stereo system, you know, a home theater. <laughs> I can't afford it, you know. So you go to Best Buy, you buy like you know fifteen hundred dollars worth of stuff, and you got yeah. eighteen months to pay it before the interest kicks in. Well, pay it. You yeah, pay a hundred dollars a month yeah. on it, and you're good, you yeah. know. And and you've got it for no interest, basically. That's smart, yeah. I think. You know, unless you lose a job or something during sure, that time, right, right, then that yeah. can be bad. But you know, for something that small, that's typically not an issue. So yeah, I mean, that's that's smart to do that and not you know wait until that interest starts kicking, kicking in, in to start yeah. paying it. Yeah. So same thing with student loans. Just Keep paying it if you possibly, if you possibly can, can at right. all. And yeah. just it doesn't have to be, you know, that full payment. Well, so, and yeah. the opposite side, you know, if somebody wants to, you know, kind of look at the other lens, they could say, well, you know, what if they do wind up, you know, removing some of the debt? Well, then at least leave $10,000 there, right? You know, <laughs> if they, then if they take that away, you know, if they wipe out $10,000 of everybody's debt, well, then great. You didn't take it all the way down to zero. Yeah, you, know? you get some of that. You get so. some of that. But yeah, well, which I and think that's they a, should take your degree back. That, you right. That. That's, a, that's an argument for another day. I yeah, mean, no, if you, I know. If you <laughs> agree to kind of do something, you should probably pay for it. But hey, that's another yeah. discussion for another day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the one that's really making the news, obviously. Well, several of these are, Nathan, but the one that's really got things and it continues to seem to be causing some issues and probably mm. will stay that way yeah, is the pipeline, right? right? Oh, yeah. The Keystone. Um, yep. Revoking that. I guess there's also a moratorium on drilling and things of that nature. 
you know, again, you know, politicians do what they do. No, I will not end fracking and then turns around and ends fracking. Yeah. So, you know, so whether you take the environment out of the equation, we all know that we need to make changes there. But I think, you know, rather than just wholesale wrecking things, we have to also kind of do things a a bit gradually so that we don't cause continued (laughs) down. And I'm going to tie these two together. There's also the role, um, the indicated desire to reinstate a lot of the regulations on the oil, gas, and auto industry, that combined with the oil, we got people saying four dollars yeah. a gallon is on its way. Well, and that's uh, you know, there's going to be speculation on both sides of that for you know fuel prices jumping like that. Right. You know, one thing that Trump did when he was in office is he did stock up on barrels of oil while it was the cheapest it's ever been in the past you know thirty years or right, whatever. Right. So he did buy a lot of that. So we've got a supply, um, you know, there, but. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing they're talking about is rolling back all of those things, you know, and and we can kind of see the writing on the wall with the Keystone Pipeline. You know, that's just kind of the first part. Gas is already ticking up. And so it has. Yeah, it has ticked up. And, you know, not to mention as well that the 11,000 potentially jobs that were lost. And so, you know, there is. Actually, I just saw 60,000 more on the uh, chopping block in New Mexico uh, as of this morning when we're taping this podcast due to. Uh, the ramifications, I guess, of this particular pipeline deal. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, even if it was just – I've seen arguments on both. I don't know what those jobs were specifically, but, you know, I've heard they were part-time jobs and all that, but there's still job losses. You know, it, right. that's in a time when – we don't need job losses. We need employment numbers, you know, and we need them to go up even more and unemployment to go down and they do things like this. But, you know, yeah. I did see something yesterday um, that I was reading that, you know, Biden was like, all the ones that have lost a job in the pipeline, we're going to have something for you. I don't know what. Uh, they may have them building, you know, solar panels or something right, like that. Right. But, um, and that's which great is if fine, that comes to pass, but, but right. Yeah, but I mean, you know, how far out is that going to be? Right. You know, is that going to be six months from now or six days from now? And so, I, you know. Or six if, weeks or six years. Yeah, yeah. so that's right. And, you know, people need jobs right now. You know, if they're shut down from this, they need them now. So I don't know. I don't understand the thinking behind that. I think it's 100% political uh, because of the, you know, just the environment and all yeah, of that. Right in now that it area, feels so. like, you know, everything we can do to reverse the other guy because everybody's just, right. you know, p- playing yeah. for tad. That's what I think too. Like. And, yeah. and that's what I think also. And I, you know, I just feel like it was just something super political and that's not great. That's well, not good to do to the American people. And here's yeah. kind of my, I guess the, the take to, if we're trying to keep this, we're trying to, you know, play both sides and just balance a fair conversation or an open yeah. conversation. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like, how do we make the right decisions? Okay. If let's just say in the long run, this is the right decision to make. Great. But to your point, uh, you're eliminating jobs in a time when people need jobs. Then you're turning around That's and doing right. the next one, which is a $2 trillion COVID stimulus, which is on the blocks <laughs> uh, and yeah. possibly another one. So yeah. it seems really contradictory to, you know, build back better, which is supposedly what he wants to do when we're talking about cutting jobs and paying people to stay at home or giving people stimulus who need the help. There's a lot of pork in there that's caused, that's allowing <laughs> that's people right. who could be working. It's actually they make more to stay at home. Yeah. I mean, I don't fault them for yeah. doing it, but it's it winds up put it's going to put a real real strain economically speaking and obviously for you know our listing audience, they they wonder how that's going to affect the markets, how that's going to affect retirement. 
there's a lot of things to ponder there. That's one thing, you know, I've never understood this spend more to bring the, you know, government spend more to bring the economy back up. I've never understood that in my entire life on how that works. But, um, you know, some people view it, some economists view that as the way to do it. And so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of economists that view that, but then there's also kind of the Reaganomics or whatever, you know, from Ronald Reagan, where, you know, you're just basically pumping up the economy. That's what seems to make sense to me, you know, with that. And, and we do see it work kind of in both ways. So, you know, I just, you know, I I don't know, two trillion, we're throwing around trillions of dollars (laughs) here where we would, yeah, yeah, this is the third one, right? This would be the third one. Yeah, that's right. And so it's just, um, you know, it definitely was needed. I don't know that $2 trillion though is the number. I mean, that's a lot of money. So that's 10 per more or a little under 10% yeah. of our national debt already. So, you know, I think we're at 27, 28 trillion now. Right. So it's, yeah, that's a lot. It's I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's with a T it's a big number. Well, it is. and again, it so is. here, here comes the confusing part and uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to not ruffle too many feathers if I can, but if you're also talking about another, you know, executive order desire to raise the national minimum wage nationally to $15 an hour, I think it's seven something now, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, for this whole living wage conversation. And I'm not trying to say people don't deserve, you know, to try to find it, but that's a tough call because they're called entry level jobs for mm-hmm. a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And right now, yeah. essential workers, you know, we've made this whole essential thing. Most of these are, the, are those entry level kind of jobs, right? That's right. Uh, cashiers yeah. at the grocery store, you know, McDonald's, you know, so on and so forth. So you're going to pay them more. Okay. But then you're raising the price or you're going to cut the fuel, which is going to raise the price of gas, which you're also putting regulation back in, which is going to cost more on shipping and trucking and industry, which is going to what? Make all the prices of products go up because go companies up. are not yeah. going to take it on the chin. They're going to pass that. No, along. that's right. The, and you so know, the Big Mac's going to go up in price right, or so whatever. So are we going to be in so the same exact yeah. spot? Yeah. No, I mean, that's that I think eventually, yes. And, you know, it might uh, the people making 15 and going from 750 an hour to 15 dollars an hour in the first year may really enjoy it. Of course they will. Um, yeah. but, but then as prices, you know, right. It's everything kind of yeah, yeah. levels out and everything comes up together with that. Then they're they're not. Their standard of living is going to be the same. Be the and same. That's, yeah. It's going to be that in 20 years and 50 years when it's when it's $80 an hour. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, what's just what, what difference does the number make if everything keeps going up? That's right. right. It yeah. does not matter at all because fuel prices, everything, you know, well, a gallon so, of milk, all that stuff. Right, because you've got to truck it, right? Up. You've got to send the that's milk right. from the dairy farm yeah. to, you know, to the stores. <laughs> that's right. It, it's all kind of tied together. And the other part of that, too, is the the automation. I mean, we're continuing to automate, you know, people out of work left and right. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think is going? I mean, McDonald's, for example, has already come oh, yeah, out with something. Gonna, the kiosks, are, the kiosks, are great. They love yeah. it already because yeah. they're showing an increase in people purchasing. Maybe they feel maybe the person ordering at the kiosk feels like less judgmental. I guess that's if you right. Order, if you yeah, order, if you order that, Macs. you know, four apple pies with your <laughs> right, Big Mac, right, then you're, you know. <laughs> but also, I mean, I think that McDonald's can use that as a market. You know, really, when you get through and. Um, you've placed your order, they can pop up on the screen. Hey, don't you want an apple pie or don't you want an ice cream sundae or whatever, you know, the thing that a you, lot of times the worker yeah, might not do. Right. That's right. No, cause they're not asking you for any of that stuff, but they what pop want, it up on right? the screen and <laughs> you, you see <laughs> that. Yeah. You see that and you're like, ah, just hit that button and it's done, yeah. you know? And so there's an extra dollar or $2 that McDonald's has just made from that purchase. And the, yeah, and the I mean, job it, is now eliminated. It's it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. And so now, I mean, you all you have is the cook and the person at the, you know, the drive-through window. So, um that's it. Right. And, and so yeah, I mean, and those. honestly, let's I mean, if you really want to kind of 
uh, push this envelope a bit. How much longer before the automation of how uh, we have robotic arms in factories all oh, over yeah, the place? Absolutely. At what yep. point is it not going to be a robotic arm, especially right. with this COVID <laughs> stuff? I'm actually honestly I surprised know. that we haven't seen it already. I agree. Uh, yeah, I would have yeah, thought yeah, that at some right. point one of these, especially McDonald's, because they've got the you know the big uh, the big deep pockets, they is do. that a mechanical arm grabs the bag <laughs> and sticks it out the window. Yeah, and even the the cooking part can be done by robotic belt well. system. Yep. Yeah, robotic, all that kind of thing. So it, it's assembly I mean, it line. All, it's it, no it different is. than building a car. It is. That's right. <laughs> building so, a car, building a cheeseburger. Oh. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And you can they can even set up those kiosks to where you know they could be outside and you're punching in you yeah. know what you want from that. So it's it's crazy. And but, now we're getting you know we're getting <clears throat> Orwellian. We're going to get into we can get way <laughs> out, out in the woods if we wanted to. But these are things that we people really do have to start to consider because at some point we're just we're continuing to grow the world population but That's the right. need for a lot of physical jobs is continuing to continuing to decrease uh, I should say now granted hopefully that would mean that we need jobs for people to build the robots and create right. the, you know the programming yeah, we do. but those we are would. not entry level jobs no they're not and you know what it's going to come down to is you know we're going to we already have a shortage of you know plumbers electricians tradesmen, things yeah. like that yeah tradesmen Trades and people, so me. people start in you know with those jobs potentially at minimum wage and so that may you know, that may As be an, an answer to that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, even apprentices start pretty good. I mean, like I oh, know yeah. several. No, that's no, that's right for yeah. an apprentice for sure. But just, you know, typically just the laborers, oh, yeah, you know, true. for yeah, those yeah, yeah. companies and things like that. So yeah, point. apprenticeships are definitely going to come in at a higher rate yeah. uh, nowadays. And, and, and I'll tell you that. what, there's something to be said for that, especially if you want to go back to that college conversation. Oh, uh, know. you know, get, you know, if you're not sure college is for you or now granted for our listening audience here, maybe your kid or grandkid, uh, you know, then, yeah. you know, have a serious conversation with them about the real benefits of possibly picking up a trade because every electrician, plumber, carpenter uh, that I know, they're making bank, right? They I mean, are. they are same doing for me. really well. Yeah. yeah, same for me. Same, You know, it's the same around here. So it's got to be that way pretty much across and they're gonna the make country. Demand, right. Yes, they are. And, you know, if you get one that does a good job, then, you know, oh, you basically even, you, you pay them whatever. Them. Yeah, and you <laughs> can't get them in the door. It's like, it's like trying to see a specialist at a heart, you know, like a heart doctor or something, you know, it's like, I've been waiting on this one guy's done several jobs for me at my property and he just does amazing good work. And I'm like, but I need you to do this other piece. He's like, I know I'm trying to get to you, you know, and it's been four (laughs) months. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, and it's not just COVID, right? It's, we it's did the same this last year. We actually we waited a little over a year for the guy to come do some work for us. It's so right, right. It was not, fortunately we didn't have to have it done. It was just some things we needed. To sure, right. So update. you could wait, yeah. wait, but yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But I mean, that's all right. of this kind of comes together. You know, we're we're using the the executive orders as a kind of a a kickoff to a conversation as to what's going to happen with you know the economy moving forward. There's a lot of moving parts. The world is definitely a changing, as they say, big time and on rapid scale, not just due to COVID, but also the COVID ramifications as well. So that's right. A lot of pieces, uh, right? You know, yes, it is. And I want people to not take this all negative either. So understand that all of this may be potentially negative news that you're hearing. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you, depending on your political views or whatever, if you think it's, this is negative, then, you know, which I think a lot of this is, but Anyway, if you think it is, that doesn't mean that the market is going to go down. 
Okay. True. Companies will, stocks are companies. They will do everything they can do to continue making their profits. So they're going to adjust with this stuff. You know, they're going to make sure that they stay in business. They're going to do everything they can to stay in business. Now, there will be some that fail. There will be some that succeed. And so, you know, that's why you have to diversify, Mm -hmm. right? So don't have all of your eggs in one basket or even one asset class. And so just make sure that you understand how that works and, and stay disciplined. Don't jump in and out because of you know, short-term fears. Every president does major changes like this. And so just because they're not what you like doesn't mean that it's not going to work out okay for the economy. Well, and and is that why we want to look at staples and value stocks and things of that nature or just having a good, you know, versus, you know, the fad kind of deal? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, You know, I mean, there's here lately in the news, there's been, uh, you know, GameStop. uh, Oh, yeah, the big short on that. Yeah, right. The big short on that. And, you know, that stock is that stock is up a thousand percent in a week. You know, Uh, cost is cost stock is up 500 percent in a week. You know, it's things like that that we're familiar with. That, um, you know, yeah, they're great, but that's probably a short term spike in that, Uh, you know, definitely if you have a broadly diversified portfolio, you can own that. That's fine. Just don't focus on any particular area except value stocks and small stocks and things like that and and go that route. So but again, own it all. That's the best route. There you go. So having a well you know, thought out plan, having a portfolio uh, that works for you and your unique situation, having retirement plan really in place uh, is the whole point. That's one of the reasons we do the podcast, obviously, just to kind of get on here and talk about these different topics and hopefully share a couple of useful nuggets of things to think about. And as always, if you have questions or concerns before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional as it relates to your unique situation. So reach out to Nathan at 855-51-COACH before you do anything, 855-51-COACH, or stop by thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you use. Most of that's already pre-installed on your smartphone, depending on what uh, you know platform you are, whether you're Apple or Android or whatever the case is. You can go to the podcast. You can just simply search out Financial Answer, again, or do that on whatever app of choice, or find it all at thefinancialanswer.com. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go. I know you got some folks coming in to see you here pretty soon. So all right, that you, sounds good. You have a great week, all right? Yeah, you too. And we'll you see too. you next time here on The Financial Answer for more with Nathan O'Brien from O'Brien & Associates. See you later, folks. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.